Saying low, Apple Music. We're not going to get into lists here on the interview series. That's the kind of conversation I like to have off the microphone when I can yell and scream at my friends and receive that kind of energy in return. But the idea of top tens and top fives, especially when it comes to music, is uh, it's a pretty highly strung subject, as you know, if you've ever gotten into it with those closest to you. But I can safely say for the record that easily in my top five rap groups of all time are outcasts. No question about it. Not, no question about it. In fact, it's so obvious. It's a duh moment. Every single album and song has not only captured our imagination and entertained us, but also had just this kind of effortless and long-range influence over the course of music in general. They pulled so many different diverse influences into their pot and really put Atlanta on the map over the course of these seminal albums. The only thing that fans really feel Outkast did wrong was stop. But that is to say we respected that decision because each of them have gone on to do incredible things on their own terms. And, you know, you really do believe it when they say that it's only love between Big Boy and Andre 3000, that the end was mutual and holistic. And that's all you can really ask for when artists decide that they want to take a break or stop working together. As I was saying, alongside Three Stacks, Big Boy has gone on to do his own thing and establish himself as an incredible solo artist. And now he returns with a brand new album with one of his most trusted and long-term collaborators and friends, Sleepy Brown, one of the founders of the groundbreaking and incredible Organized Noise production crew. So myself, Big Boy, Sleepy Brown, sitting down talking about their friendship and the latest rewards of that friendship, the brand new album called The Big Sleepover. It's Big Boy and Sleepy Brown right here on the interview series. Great to see you both. Wow, old friends in the building. I'm not talking about me and Big Boy, but one day perhaps we might get to that level of being old friends. Yes, yes, yes. Right now we're building it. New friends with me and Sleepy. Great to finally meet you, but you guys have been around since Dot, making this kind of incredible, tasteful funk. And I love the fact that you remain loyal to each other as people and the music continues to sound as good as it does. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate that. Congratulations on this brand new album, The Big Sleepover. Title. I never talk about titles. I feel like that's a 101 don't go there, but it's such a great album title. I have to ask you where it came from. Um, it just came from a combination of just, you know, Big Boy, Sleepy Brown. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a double meaning. Like, yeah. Big Sleepover. Um, we here to wake people up. The Absolutely. Big Sleep is over. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not just about the slumber party. It's about, you know, an awareness and... This album is not a slumber party record, FYI, people. No, 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 no. It's just jams, man. Jams. It's the evolution of the funk, man. Yes, sir. There's a lot of uh, really interesting tones and feels to this record. I feel like you're really leaning into all of your skills, the years of experience that you've that you've garnered by making music on full display here. What I would consider to be the closest thing to big R&B ballads, Can't Sleep. That one is crazy. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you, it. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Where'd yeah. that sample come from? Because I was jealous when I heard that. I was like, what is that? <laughs> um, I, I forget. What's the problem? For, I I'm sorry. Oh, I forget. Oh, wait a minute. You hearing that? Oh, I couldn't possibly remember where I got that break from. Sleepy, you know this one. Oh, I couldn't. Oh, I, I don't remember I either. Remember. I, I, I just, it slipped my mind. Yeah, I don't God, I, I can't recall. Oh, myself. wow. You know? I'm getting aired out by Atlanta right now. Yeah, yeah it's still an old, old funk group, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds beautiful and uh, you know when it drops it drops heavy in it and you you put a lot in and around that um I, I i guess the the question is you know how did you know what you what you wanted to make because it's so varied how did you know that, that you know that this was going to end up sounding the way it did were you feeling it out at the time did you talk it through sleepy how did you end up here we well, you know when we first heard the beat you know that's like an instant vibe to it so i'm gonna just say we just kind of went with it because that's how we do we you know we have a beat that we love 
we'll sit down, you know, and, and just start figuring out the vibe of it, where we're going to go with it. And it just really kind of just falls in place because it's kind of been like that for us for years. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. so fresh, so clean and bow ties. and West Savannah. West Savannah. Players ball. Hey. Players ball. And I mean, it, we like we started together, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a, it's really kind of easy and fun to work together. Are you comfortable now with the fact that organized noise are an iconic flag? pole in the ground for the for the way music has gone since the days you started making music what you represent to the culture and to music i love it man because you know that's all we really wanted to do was prove ourselves and show that atlanta georgia is a place of music and love and funk you know sure. um so mm. for me I'm, I'm 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 so happy to be a part of that you know i, I was with rico the other day and mm. uh I just said to him i say hey, man do you realize that we ended up putting in one of the best rap groups out in history bro Facts. Facts. Like, mm. think about that. You know what I'm saying? Don't, Don't even you, need to. Like, I'm like, Rico, do you remember when, when Dre and Big came up to Lamonte's, two little short dude with, with overalls and bald heads? <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. how you remember it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, they came and flowed for us. They, they, man, they rapped 30 minutes a piece nonstop, and we were just sitting there like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it's an honor to, you know, been able to meet them and, yeah. you know, and work with them and us becoming a family and just, you know, making music history, man. You know, like my dad did the same thing. Mm, that's right. You know what I'm saying? With Brick. So it's, it feels, I always wanted to um, make my dad proud of me being in music and everything. So it's, I love it. That's a powerful statement right there. You know, when we grow up with parents who are doing things that inspire us, they draw yes. us into the room. It's it's both uh, exciting and, and intimidating in yes, the same breath. In the same breath, yep. You know? It's Absolutely. kind of the fuel that drives you. It, it is. Big boy, you know, the important thing about what Sleepy's talking about is the loyalty, is the fact that you found some chemistry with this team of producers that allowed you and Dre to be able to really safely express yourselves and experiment. In this modern age, yeah. you know it's hard. A lot of artists now get pushed and pulled around to work with lots of different people and there's lots of different business factors for that. Yeah. You didn't have that to worry about back then. No, it's, 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 it's brotherhood first. You know what I mean? Like we've been with these guys since we were like 16, 17 years old. Yeah. Um, they they helped shape us as young men and as as MCs and artists. Like, I mean, one of my favorite stories to tell is like we used to have to they used to make us run around the block reciting <laughs> our raps, getting ready for the stage to to, to exercise breath control. That is outstanding. Yeah. On, on some real rocky stuff. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we would run, run around the block for like hours like reciting our raps. Like they're like, you'll be ready for the stage. It's so, so funny because I was skipping the other day. Please hold that thought. I was skipping the other day because I'm skipping right now. It's how I'm staying fit. Right. And I was listening to a rap record and I was trying to rap along and I was like, I wonder if this is how rappers do it. They yeah. do calisthenics while they're rapping to figure out if they can actually handle yeah. the stage and the adrenaline. Well, they don't do it. This On this day and age, they just push play. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I would just be on Apple Music and plug in the aux chord and just lip sync over the words. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't understand that. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. Um, teach his own. Like we come from the age of raw rap, real Jedi rap yeah. all day long. You know what I mean? So to be able to project and come from your diaphragm. Well, you guys were different too. You were going a thousand miles an hour. The first time I saw the you know, Outcast take the stage was at a venue in London called Scala and King's Cross. Whoa. And uh, I want to say, I can't remember what album it was now, maybe three or four in. You came and you hit the stage and it was like, I was like, man, your tracks are like 100 BPM and up. Mm -hmm. you know, out the gate yeah. Yeah. and you guys are rapping a thousand miles an hour yeah. and you're keeping your, your breath control. Yeah, yeah. man. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of making music, man. You gotta, if you're gonna be the artist, be all the way to artist. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yes. It's like, uh, don't get lazy. 
Yeah, don't get lazy. Don't get lazy. Two gentlemen, two incredibly influential and wonderful gentlemen sit before me here, both wearing with pride the big A on their head in an important time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got to talk about this album. I want to talk about this album. I want to talk about the ins and outs of making it. Um, what were the circumstances behind recording it? You know, where did you do it? I know you've got access to studios and however you want to. That's what success affords you if you're a real music fan is it affords you the ability to make music whenever you want, wherever you want. Yes. So how did you do it? Because we have Stankonia. The exactly. Place, the Stankonia Studios. Exactly. The place where all the funky things come from. Yeah, yes. that's right. Um, yes. So we would be on the road and then we'd just come back. Um, we would beat harvest. So we would harvest, you know, 100 beats. Yeah. Be on the tour bus, you know, listen to them, shuffle them, come up with ideas. When we get back home, Brown might come in, ooh, baby. Drop a little ooh, baby on that. Hey, yo, wait. That wasn't ooh, a baby. terrible impression. No, no, no. Is it the fact that he started no, no. with the ooh, baby? <laughs> you know, he's, he's a romantic. He's a romantic. You know what I mean? So we come in there and get a little sultry voice. And I might have a few bars here and then we just kind of go back and forth like that. Yeah. 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 No, it's incredible chemistry the two of you have developed, not just from a musical arrangement and creation point of view, but you're right. Vocally and performance-wise, that's the thing that we're really drawn into on this record. How was it for you leaning in and, and contributing so so heavily on this record and knowing that it really is a Batman-Robin situation here? You know what? Uh, I'm going to say big, man. Big made me comfortable to do it, you know, because, you know, at first, you know, being older in the game, you know, I had started having worries of I didn't want stuff to sound too dated or nothing like this. But, you know, with the patience of Big and mm-hmm. some of the writers we work with, you know, they kind of helped me see the new hop. You know what I mean? So it 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 was, you know, it. I'm open to learn. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be stuck in a thing where I'm like, no, 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 this is the way I do it's it. It's so interesting, but, isn't it, how we get to a point in our lives and, and, and all of that experience starts to make way for over-analysis. We start to second-guess our own natural ability. Right, and so it I takes good guess. friends to be able to say, "There's no, you can't date something when it's timeless. Right, exactly. Absolutely. I try, I try that sounds just like him. I, t- I try to tell him, you know <laughs> what I mean? Say what he's saying. And, and the, 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 the thing is, like, we work on albums a year and a half, two years, right? Mm. So albums are never done until we tinker with them and overthink it mm-hmm. all the way until the label like give it to us you know what yeah. I mean yeah. so it's never done so if we can listen to it and, and play with it for two years straight and don't get the demo numb ear yeah. then we know that the people can listen to it for a lifetime So where does Animals fit into this? Because Animals is one of the more sort of upbeat, you know, it's it's one of the saucier tracks. It's deep, it's, it's leaning into what I would consider a more instant vintage funk arrangement, that right. kind of four on the floor type yeah, of thing that's yeah, kind of hitting yeah. at that Straight mid-tempo ahead. level, right? Yeah, yeah. And you get to stretch out and you have fun with lyrics and imagery. So how does that sort of, how did that fit into the creation of the record? Um, shout out to Jeff B., one of the writers. Um, uh, he, he basically came up with the hook, um, Animals, so... You know, we loved, as soon as we heard it, we loved it. We were like, oh, okay, that's it right now. So yeah. we just instantly jumped on it and started adding our thing to it. And then I got on the hook and added different stuff to it. So, you know, it it, it just works out like that, man. Because we have a brotherhood of, of family at stake on it. Mm. And everybody's so hardworking and so willing to put in their all to, to make sure the product is great. Is yeah. that the greatest moment you think in your journey? And I, it's tough to pick them because you've had so many highlights and high points. But the, the, the moment when you opened the door to Stankonia and you knew that, you know, your music, your success and your determination had afforded you the ability to continue making music and no one could ever kick you out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, it's nothing to prove at this point. You know what I mean? Like right. the music is, is recreational. You know what I mean? Mm. Like our, our kids are grown in college. Yeah. Like... Um, what I going to do? What I'm going to do? Just cook and air fry lobsters every day? Um, <laughs> well, 
Uh, hey, that's that's pretty good. I mean, you know, hey, what that mean? man makes great lobster. I mean, I, 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 I a couple of trays. Yeah, yeah, lobster. I mean, I'm, I'm good on the grill. You know what I mean? But the music, the excitement comes when you get that new groove or that new sound, and, and you impress yourself with with your lyrics and bars and and melodies and everything. And you just like, oh, this is that new new. And you never never look back on what you've done. You know, it's there. Yeah. But to push yourself to evolve into something else, that what makes us keep going. Temporary right. pause on the on the present moment and into the future because you mentioned something there that just reminded me of this so allow me this one indulgence the idea of being able to go out there and reunite and tour like you did a few years back did that help you put to rest all of that anticipation that was always hanging around was it did it allow you to move forward with a full heart and go you know what we did that damn thing and it was successful and we gave the people what they wanted and we had a good time yeah absolutely yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's, it's it's funny man because you know people would for years, they're like, oh, they thought it was some type of beef. And me and Dre have never been at odds about nothing. Maybe a, about designs on merch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he yeah. might not like a pinstripe that I like. You know what I mean? But right. as far as the music <laughs> it's goes. It's called a creative difference. It's I healthy. Mean, yeah, as, as, far as, music, as far as music goes, like, um, we've done it all. You know what I'm saying? But done our brotherhood, all. just like from being high school to now, like, I mean, that's forever. You know what I'm saying? Outcast is everlasting. And uh, just to see people see him at my son's football game, and they're just like, that just warms my heart. It just makes people happy to see us together just to know that that bond is still there. Because like, we bought into the friendship, big. That's yeah, what we bought yeah. into, the and, chemistry. And we're like y'all's cousins. Like, and you don't never want to see family members fall out. So when yeah. they see that, they just know like, oh man. Oh, they 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 forever brothers. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I get real happy when I see Dre with him. You know, but I know it's nothing because that's what it is. Yeah. You know, I get like, emotional. It might be a picture like, you know, all of a sudden pop up, Dre at Big House in front of the pool. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what? Those kind of photos and those things that ultimately get shared with us with the good grace, you know, of, of you know, the willingness, it, it, it kind of makes the idea of like this pressure of making music, whatever, it just dissipates. Because yeah. all we ever really want to know is that I feel as real fans, right. is, that the, is that the humanity survives. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You know, we said it. The first day of school and graduation, you know what I mean? Yeah. We there. I feel like he's just figured it out. I feel like he's just sitting on top of Mount Athos in Greece right now with his legs crossed, playing his flute, just literally <laughs> meditating through life. This, just the man just living life, man. It's incredible. Life, life, is, life is a blessing. It's, it's great. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing, man. Yes, sir. Lowercase. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, man. Hard. I feel like you're cramming so many 808s in that song, it barely gives the other drums a chance. <laughs> right. <laughs> so shout out to Cut Matt Swift, yeah, man. Cut Matt Swift, Matt Swift. Swift. Seriously, it's like, I feel like I can get one more in there, man. Nine in a bar. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Monster. Big boy, Sleepy Brown, are with us, man. This incredible duo right here with this brand new album called The Big Sleepover. Some real hard records on here. Yeah, man. When you get a chance to just stretch out of that thing that Sleepy heard you do the first time when he recognized your ability, which is just rap. Get on the mic, rap. Yep. Feels the same way you did when you were when a teenager? Yeah, because it was always about MCing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even like he said, when we when they first met us, we we, we performed to the What's the Scenario Trial Call Quest Ooh, remix. Best verse so, on there. Go was, on, let's was, snap it out. Come on, let's just do it. Let's get a hot ticket. Best uh, verse on there. Who can call it? Best verse on Scenario? Yeah, who can call it? It was a kid. Buster, Buster one that stepped out on it. Buster, I mean, he got the loud one. He got one and a half, by the way. You see how Tip brought him in for like six bars and yeah. then brought him in again later yeah. on? Yeah. It might have been, been that kid Hood, though. On the remix, Without a Shadow of a Doubt. It was Hood. Without yeah, a man. Shadow of a yeah. Doubt. Yeah, and so we had that and we rapped forever. Yeah. For these guys. And that's how they took us to the dungeon. Extra, extra, pick up my clip. What? what? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Wow, man. I mean, that was one of the best first impressions of my 
life as a rap fan. Mm-hmm. And it's the tragedy of it being only a first right, impression. Right, 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 man. That's why you got to take it all in, man. Yeah. Every day is a blessing. Yeah. Sir. That's a practice too. Yes, sir. It's a blessing and a practice. For sure. It's very easy to get distracted and lost in the, in the machinations mm-hmm. of everyday life. Yes, sir. Right. Is it something you still have to practice even through all your success and seeing your kids grow up and be healthy and happy and living their lives? Do you still have days where you have to remind yourself? Um, I just try to just... Um, what's the word? Project positive vibrations and positive energy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just like my brother. Like it's it's all we we it's a big Aquarius energy over here. We're both Aquarius. You feel yeah. me? So it's big Aquarius energy. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. we we love us, man. And we just love people and just you know, want to get that back. Yeah. Yeah, we got big boy in the house. He's rocking those Dita shades. Watch out. That's just heavy. Ooh, what you know about them Dita? <laughs> Why? I just, oh, bought I just I already, got these yesterday. Oh man, I got ones just like that, man. I, I have oh. four pair. This is my fifth pair. Oh, I have two pairs. Guess what I'm getting for Christmas? <laughs> four more pairs. <laughs> there it is, Dita. Four more One pairs. One time for Dita, man. Next time I see big boy, I'll be like, ah, six pairs of Dita. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. That's about the only thing I could compete with big boy on. Is I the, knew is I was it. coming here today. I was like, I got to get me some shades. I knew it was going to be lights, camera, action. It ain't just vocals no more. You on camera, man. Yeah, man. man. You made the right stop off Dieter on Melrose people go yes, check it out right there yeah, you already know already know uh, this album The Big Sleepover we talked a little bit about the hard records and what I like is that is that it's not just Sleepy coming in and hanging out with you some of your, your other older friends are coming and hanging out with you as well but you know shout out to Mike um, you know he comes in and does what Mike does yeah, yeah. he turns the you know he leaves the mic in in, in, in a shambles yes, yes, ripped up sure and on the floor it's mm, unbelievable mm-hmm. um, you know seeing him grow and become who he's become not just as one half or one third if you include the DJ Shouts to track star, but as a, as a member of, of Run the Jewels, yes, um, but also become somebody who's so instrumental in using his voice to say what he needs to say. Just yeah. give us some insight as as people who've known him from a little kid become mm-hmm. this human being that he is now. He's always been a voice uh, for the people. You know what I mean? Even you know he's this larger than life personality. Um, when I first met him through my little brother, like um, my little brother, they all went to school together yeah. in AUC. And so my brothers kept giving me his demo, giving me his demo. And there's so many uh, demos laying around my house. Oh my and God, so, people would never understand what EPMD were talking about when they said, please listen to my man. demo. And just to bring him in the studio on uh, snapping and trapping. And, I, you know, I'm like, throw the kid in the water and see if he can swim. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right, I'm right, the king right. of that. So yeah. he aced the test, man. I like to say, you know, two of my biggest accomplishments outside of just Outkast is mm. Janelle Monet and Killer mm. Mike. You know what I mean? Mm. Two artists that deliver to the world that are shining and grinding on their own right. Yeah. And that's what it's about, man. So let's bottle that down if we can. Let's create a medicine out of that we can we can share with the people. When you hear Janelle Monet for the first time and you've got the benefit of experience and hindsight now to remember how that felt. So you're not just running on instinct. You've got the diligence, but just her success to prove that you were right. Mm. Can Are you any closer to understanding what, triggers or sparks inside of you that makes you realize this is more than just another demo um you see the drive you know what i mean i used to ah. see him i see him and it was around stankonia just grinding and working and they was like kind of self-contained you know what i mean from the producers uh nate wonder and them they had a, a real a cool futuristic move, movement going on yeah and you know i like artists where you just don't have to hold a hand you know what i mean what are they going to bring to the table you know yeah. what i mean like i'm not going to write all your songs for you yeah like let's do songs together and they stepped, both of them stepped up to bat, man. You make a great point, right, Sleepy? That's, I mean, how, that's you know? how they did us. The best thing about the whole Janelle Monet experience is that her going to Big and then doing albums and then end up doing a record with Organized Noise. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. They ended up being like her biggest gold, record. Her biggest <laughs> record. Yeah. yeah. It went yeah. gold. So it's, that's really an awesome thing. She is, um, I, I struggle even to put it into words, just the energy that she brings. Yeah, she's and a true talent. Just a true talent. 
Yeah, when she was first with, when she first came around big, and I noticed, like, she had dancers, she had this whole big yeah. production, and one didn't even have a big deal. And I'm like, wow, she is totally, like, yeah. she had the really killing this. You know, she was on that Janet level. That, she believed you know, in herself. Yeah, she believed in herself. She knew she was bigger. She tells this great story, which you, you, you recognize as words from, from her, where she talks about walking into a room and hearing Stevie Wonder playing her song during soundcheck. Wow. And then that was how she met Stevie, was Stevie was reflecting her back to herself. And the reason for that is because she, when she was making music, was so inspired by Stevie right. that she reflected him mm. back at himself. And subliminally, he began to recognize and appreciate her because he heard himself in her and vice versa. And that's that is dope. one of the most beautiful ways of describing yeah, the artistic circle, right? For sure. It is. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. It's appreciation, man. You must have been through this yourself in many respects, especially with the influence that both of you have had. I mean, I, I have a story. Let's go. When we did the Grammys, that's how I felt. When we yeah. walked in, because he didn't tell me, Earth, Wind, and Fire, <laughs> Funkadelic, <laughs> we're going to be on stage with us. So I walk in this warehouse, I'm walking next to Big, I look over, I'm like, that's Bootsy. It's George. And then over in the corner, in a circle, Earth, Wind, and Fire, yeah. and they look at me and say, Sleepy, come over and sing your verse. What? What? Yeah, what? Acapella with Earth, Wind, and Fire? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you deliberately not howl him just to give him that I thrill? I just wanted to see what he was going to do. Man, that was like a kid in the candy store. Oh, that. <laughs> that was so straight. Those Grammy rehearsals were the bomb. And we got it on tape. Yeah, we got oh, it. Oh, we got it on tape. You got it all on tape. Oh, man, I got, I got it all. That's the beautiful thing about being able to live your life out in that, in that way is that, and I ask this question genuinely, do you allow yourself the space to reflect yet and will you, when the time is right, upon the achievements that you've had and the experiences and adventures? Oh, absolutely, man. Um, I, I, I just so happened to be in possession of uh, the last Outcast tours uh, from 1998 to mm. 2000-whatever. Mm. Like, mm. hours and hours and hours. Like, yeah. about, we had to watch, digitize the footage for like, a month and a half, we had to sit through there and watch it. Mm. I got the greatest Outcast documentary, Never Sold, Locked in the Vault. <laughs> okay. I was with you until you said it was locked in the vault. It's locked yeah, it's in the vault. the vault. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> will it ever see the light of day? Me and Dre, I told Dre I got it because Dre didn't even know I, I mean, he knew I captured it because I had the cameraman on the road with us, but I just told him how dope it was. And so we just, we're going to hold it for a minute, but it's it's out of here, man. It's I mean, out of here. First of all, there's so much to untangle from that. Number one, the fact that it's you doing it. And a lot of times these documentaries have fallen into the hands of other people who, mm, even with right. the best of intentions, it's never the same as from inside the outer space. Right. right. No, no. I, it, it was to the point where I had. My cameraman was on my tour bus. I, I got him a room every night, or he just, he slept on my sofa. He yeah. filmed the the whole adventure for like over ten years. And you're saying that, but Dre knew this was happening. Yeah, yeah, he's on there. He's he's all on there. I'm talking about it's times where we're just freestyling in the hotel. He's playing the piano. Wow. I, my wife had just had my youngest son. I'm walking wow. through the, the lobby. We just got stayed with a big thing of Huggies Pampers. Like I got the kilograms. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> the Pampers like the kilos. I got the kilograms with a Louis Vuitton shoulder bag on one shoulder, baby and the nanny in tow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got some. It's some real special stuff, man. Yeah. One more question: Is it, is it a rough edit form, or you just you've got the edit in your head? Like no, I've. I, I got an edit, but 
it's it's so much. It has to be like a series almost. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, man. Live performances of songs that we only might have done like once or twice. You know what I mean? And I did, I didn't even remember that. You know, I love the idea of this coming out while you're still like handsome and have your hair. Yeah. You know, yeah, all these yeah, documentaries yeah, yeah. come yeah, out. Everyone's yeah, bald yeah, and yeah. old. <laughs> yeah. Somebody brought to my attention the other day because I, I put up a picture of me and my son, yeah. and I just never. I mean, I knew he looked like me, but nah, if it was if it was yeah if it was a biopic to come out, then Dre's son would play him, and my son could play me all day long. Crazy. Like, spot on. Just like and be almost like Lil Meech and BMF. You know right. What I mean? yeah, exactly what it would be. Yeah. I love it. For sure. Yeah. The album, it's called The Big Sleepover. You yeah, know, the yeah. hybrid, the play on words, but also wake up. Big Boy is back. Sleepy Brown back. Once again, this crew coming through, having a good time. Lots of interesting people working with you on this record as well. CeeLo Green, right? Someone else who, who gave me a great quote once when I said to him, how do you hit that note? He said, if I mean it, I can reach it. Mm, yeah. And I feel like he's always pushing himself vocally and and yet many people don't really truly understand and appreciate the fact he's one of the greatest modern soul singers of all time because he has multiple skills. Yes. Yeah, yes. Right. I mean he's one of the 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 greatest MCs yeah. too. Don't forget yeah, that. Yeah, Don't let that singer fool you. He's yeah, yeah. very deadly on that microphone. I mean, Goody Mob is another is another crew that I feel like, you know, in the same breath as Outcast came through and changed everything. Yes, right. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We just sure went this way and they went that way. Yeah. And then we met in the middle. It's Dungeon Family for life, man. Still for life. Right. So when you get together and you make a song like Intentions and you see how everyone's grown and moved forward in their lives, you know, how does it feel to be able to reconnect with Celia like that? Dude, the thing was, uh, Ray that day was like, yo, I got this beat, you gotta hear. So they were all in the A room. He uh, So we went to the B room. As soon as he played that beat, I said, okay, go in there and play it. Because I knew. I was like, Ray, <laughs> as soon as you play this, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. So he played the record. As soon as he played it, everybody started doing this. Yeah. And that's how you know. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And Dre was, Dre was in there playing the flute. Yeah, Dre was playing the flute on it. Yeah. There's a version of Intentions with some flute in there. It somewhere. is. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. How come the flute didn't make the cut? You can't you give him everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't give him everything. Yeah, because we, we, we had a Dungeon Family meeting that day. Yeah. Yeah, we did, yeah, And then that's when Ray brought the beat. And that's how the song, just everything we like to say is organically yeah. created, never genetically modified. So mm. that's how intentions happened that day. I never had a chance to really dial in and with your permission to dive, dial in onto the process, the organized noise process with you. And it's a whole other long form conversation one day with your blessing we'll have. But right now, just to get a couple of minutes talking about, you know, how you, I guess, originally conjured up the chemistry of what, what, of what we learned to, to know and love, which sounded like it was being made on another planet. At that time, no one was using instrumentation the way you were using it. Right. No one was making it sound instant vintage, but also equally very modern. Absolutely. And with the sub. Yeah. And with the funk, yeah. and with the drum machines, mm -hmm. it, the whole thing was totally unique. And now it's become so omnipresent that people are used to it. Yes. When you were making it at the time, how did it feel to know that you were doing something that was completely unique? Now, first of all, I'm gonna say this: we got, we really got into it with uh, with, with with instruments when we were at LaFace. Because you know, my favorite production team at the time was uh, Bump Squad. Mm. Love Bump Squad. Me too. So the ice cube workers. Yes, the way they the none. way they would take samples and flip them was just insane. So yeah. we were kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. But when we went to the face, LA Reed them looked at us, he said, Look, we're gonna give y'all a budget. Mm -mm. Now, if y'all wanna use all these samples, they're gonna probably eat it up. So and then we were like, all right, whatever. So we did one song and we found out how much they wanted. Negative fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, we were like, okay, we gotta we gotta figure some things out. Yeah, so right, yeah. you know, me coming from the background of, you know, my dad and them breaking and I've seen all the funk bands back in the day on stage. Yeah. Um, automatically I'm thinking, well, we need to 
you know, listen to the instruments and play that, play that over or play it better or, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's what happened with, you know, as far as us using instruments. But it's tough though, Sleepy, because at that moment in your life, you've grown up listening to samples and old school breaks, which right. means you're suffering from a, a version of demoitis. Right. Well, it was about building that bridge. Times X, like you're like, oh man, I love it, but it doesn't sound like exactly. what I want to sample. Exactly. So, but we had to get over that and understand that, okay, it might not sound just like the sample, but it's a new one. I'm going to tell you, we, we used to get, me and Dre used to get so mad when we were, they would have a sample in the beat for months and we'd write into the sample, yep. start to the sample and get to the studio. And they replaced it. And then they take it out. They turn it up. And they take it out. But then it started to, to be more complex. Like, because yeah. they would add so much other stuff and the song would flip. Yeah. And then when we became producers, we started to see why they took it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, it, the music was free-flowing at that point, though. So yeah. that was just as a, as a young MC wanted to just rhyme over the sample. Of like, course. Yeah, because that's where hip-hop, that. you know, yeah. that's, that's the essence Well, of no hip-hop. one was doing what you'd done. You were the yeah. first to do it. Everyone yeah, yeah. was willing to pay the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad we kept that originality. I'm so happy we did that, man. Shout-out sure. to all the players that, that played on all our albums. Preston Crumb bass. Mark Jefferson, Tommy Martin, Billy Owens, Deborah Killings, mm. mm. Chance, everybody. You know. What was the album you feel like you really got into your chemistry, like got your groove and you, you you nailed the sound and there wasn't any like, I think that works, doesn't work. It's like, this is what we do. For me, that would kind of be an album that never really got the day of light. I mean, it was an underground thing, like Sleepy Theme. Mm. I named it Sleepy Theme because I wanted to make my own soundtrack for my life. What I was going through. It was the soundtrack to my life, that song. <laughs> oh my God. So that album for me mm. is like the pinnacle of like where I was as far as like live, you know, instruments and samples and beats. So that that was the the cross the bridge album for yeah. me. Sleepy's theme. Gotta get that. Yeah. Also for me and Big, you know, so fresh, so clean. You know, Dre didn't really like that record at first. Mm. Big loved it. Mm. But we knew. Like, as simple as it sounded, it was really complex. That's the thing about about your work together as Organized Noise and Outcast is that it is something that we can all identify with and appreciate because it has the natural and and, and undeniable ingredients of the funk. Yes. But you play these songs on instruments, on a piano or an organ, or you bring a rhythm section, and they are, there is complexity to these arrangements and these notes and these and these structures. Man, I'd heard a dude playing the saxophone to, I think it was Miss Jackson or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sound crazy. Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy man. Sound you know, just see kids in piano schools. Yeah, yeah. you seen the little kid band playing roses. Yeah, stuff like that. They had the girl rapping, singing. They had the little female singing and stuff. It was really It's an incredible thing. Timeless, man. I'm so excited that you're back with this brand new album. I got to ask you the obvious question, which is, you know, people are now starting to go out and book shows, do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, your kids are at college now, bro. Yeah. Air Fry is waiting for you, but so, yeah. so are we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been out here. We've been, yeah, out, yeah, here. We've been out here. We've been, we've been out here on the road. Yeah. We, yeah. We've been ki- killing it, man. Yes. How's it going? It's going great. Oh, it's going great. It's going really good, man. Like just to see people's faces yeah. and just bringing that joy that back to the back. audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, incredible. How you know was I mean? that first show when you went back out on tour and, you, and it hadn't happened for a while and it, it, it broke the spell a little bit? Well, actually, the first show we did was in Atlanta. It was called Big's Night Out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And everybody was separated in these pods and they still had on the mask. Mm. And it was, it was kind of weird, but no incident, no nothing. I mean, I apologize for no, no, I'm not ready yet. I'm going to my first proper show tonight in two yeah. years. Word. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you what we just did. We just did uh, Red Rocks with Wu-Tang. Ooh, that was insane. Which is crazy. We did two shows back to back and we did Red Rocks with Wu-Tang and it was 
boy, we need to take we need to take this one around the world. Yeah, who who yeah. showed up? Who was everybody, there from everybody, 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 everybody. Every, all of them. I'm talking about the Jizzle. Yep. Uh, everybody except for Old Dirty Bastard. Right, of course. I think was there for him. Um, um, yeah, but they, it was the how they played it was so dope with the orchestra. Yeah. Um, they basically uh, bought the movie Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. And did a live. With uh, an orchestra yes, and the song. And the yeah. song. They would come with play the movie music, then come out, boom, Raekwon come out. <laughs> Crazy. They go back up to boom, Capadonna come out, Crazy. Boom, Jizzle come yeah. out. The energy was just great. And then, you know, we go way back with them. So it was just yeah. like a family reunion, man. Just all the love that was backstage, man. Yeah, Shout out to Wu Tang, man. You think about how far hip hop has come and how far rap music has come. You think about the early 90s when you guys were coming through Wu Tang Clan, 1993, 94, that era. Unbelievable. You were putting Atlanta on the map, New York City. They were re putting New York City back on the map ultimately yeah. and taking it and saying, hey, look, you know, we're going to make it really gritty, really grimy again. I feel like that time, everybody was just representing their various region in the best possible way. For sure. But, but I say that all to say that I feel like Outcast, you were bridge builders. That's how I always looked at it. For sure. I feel like what was going on in Atlanta was like, we're open. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what you guys are doing, yes. but we're open-minded. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is yeah. that how it was? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we just wanted to respect, you know what I mean, as, yeah. as lyricists. And to be able to, to garner that and to open the doors and the floodgates for everybody else in Atlanta to see Atlanta thrive and not with just the artists but the producers yeah. out of Atlanta you know what I'm saying some of the hardest and the city the, in the infrastructure game. yes sir the the movie industry the film and television industry are moved there because of the tax breaks yep yeah. um, the economy is booming the, the cost of living in Atlanta is, is bar none some of the best in the country you know what I mean like you can get quadruple in Atlanta with would you get out here in LA or New York? Maybe, maybe five or ten times. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, downtown is a little expensive. But we got a lot of trees, <laughs> a lot of trees, a lot of trees. You know, we got the city where you can go in, you know, in the city and you know do your little city thing. And then you want to slow it down, you go out to the outskirts and you yeah, see the trees and the rivers. You just have forty acres on a ranch. So yeah, two I mean, people who never left and who, who invested in that infrastructure and were there at the beginning as it began to turn. Can you step aside enough? Can you get enough altitude to look down on the city? Do you recognize it? Do you know what I mean? I know you live in yeah, it, it's yeah, yours, but... Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of high-rise going up right it's now. There's a lot of buildings a going lot up. Why do we always go up? I mean, because yeah. they, they can't make no more land. You well, know what everybody, everybody's moving to Atlanta, man. Yes. Everybody's coming down there. I mean, we full. Yeah, we full. I mean, you know, y'all come visit, but... Yeah. Go home. The traffic. It ain't five. <laughs> it ain't five o'clock traffic. It's traffic all day. It's traffic day, at eleven. No, it's traffic at nine nine a.m. Eleven a.m. Let me just text my wife. Hang on. One a.m. I mean, what, we uh, should uh, rethink one, that one Atlanta. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 you come on, you guys, not so much, for me, definitely, all right, so this album is done, and it's exciting, it's coming out, it's the great Christmas present for us, the shows are on the road, and, uh, and I gotta ask you, you know, like I said, you've got life to live, and music to make, and you're at a point in your life where you're, you're peak living. Yes. And it's it's not like you're reaching this point 20, 30 years down the line. So is the intention to just do are you always is the is the studio a daily operation for you? Uh it's whenever we want. You know what I mean? Like yes. I go there a couple of days a week. Um, do I write every day? No. Um, yeah. but I do listen to music all the time. Yes. Like I I have like maybe a, a list of songs from some artists that I'm I gotta complete. Yeah. So then I'll go in and do that. But I kinda wanna let it breathe for a minute out of me and Brown has solidified this record. And we just want to give it to the people, man, and, and yeah. get out here and perform. I'm yes. super thrilled to, to to be able to spend any time with you, Big. You know that, Sleepy. I mean, this is just unlocking so many questions and, and things that I want to talk to you about. And in due time, hopefully, we'll get a chance to do that. I'd love to do something that focuses on organized noise because 
you know, your influence is eternal. Yes. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for coming to the Apple and hanging appreciate out with me Appreciate today. it, man. Thank, thank you, you brother. brother. Appreciate it. Hanging out with Big Boy and Sleepy Brown on the interview series. Thank you so much if you checked out any or, in fact, all of the conversations on the podcast this year. If you've added a rating, we appreciate it. If you've added a comment, ditto. And we'll be back in 2022 with more conversations right here on Apple Podcasts. Happy holidays, everyone.